and welcome to uh, another episode of You Said 100 Miles? Question mark. I am your host, Bob. Uh, Joining me, uh, as always, the lovely Sass. Hello. Uh, And we're, uh, we're here to... Talk about running things. Yeah, it's been Shot. so long. Did we forget for a second? Because, yeah, yeah, I I've forgotten. I, I was like, what are we going to talk about tonight? I mean, did I watch the appropriate show and then went, oh wait, it's the running one. It's the it's running, a running one. podcast. It's the running podcast. Okay, I can do it. I can do the running podcast. I mean, we could deviate in the other topics. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure our loyal our uh, loyal listeners would love that. Like, what the hell? What? Um. Well, right off the bat, uh, just something um that I wanted to get out of the way um before I forget um is uh the actual last time we recorded was uh when we were guests on 10 junk miles um and so if you're coming to us uh and you've learned about us through that podcast thank you for coming and for getting this far into the (laughs) into the series uh to listen to us and hear this thank you so uh thank you for coming and i i also wanted to give a very sincere thank you to uh scott coomer and you know everyone uh in the 10 junk miles community for um kind of everything they've done for me um you know i i i'm not doing this podcast i i don't have a podcast to promote on another podcast i'm not running a hundred mile race if not for scott coomer and 10 junk miles so um I just wanted to, I know we talk, I mentioned 10 Junk Miles on here a lot. And even though we're not, you know, affiliated in any official <laughs> capacity um, and, uh, you know, I, I just, um, it, it means a lot to me and I was uh, happy to be on there and uh, thank them very much. It was very cool of them to, uh, to have us on. Like it was, it was very nice. Their setup is so cool. They fed us. I know. Oh my God. If we get to listen to some cool vinyl records, I thought, I swear to God, I went home that night and it was like, should I buy some vinyl records of some of my favorite? It was a pretty sweet sound. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly Sass has eBay uh, yeah. <laughs> purchased vinyl showing up at her house. Suddenly you're like, why don't you have any money, Sass? And I'm like, I have a problem, I think. It's, it's vinyl. It's vinyl. Oh God. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. <laughs> um but yeah no it, that that was that was a lot of fun and um if if you haven't come to us by way of 10 junk miles uh definitely give that podcast a listen to and uh you know maybe you'll get sucked down the rabbit hole <laughs> like me i'm gonna give a shout out to uh, my friend ogre who i know is listening to this if you made it this far Way to go. Uh, and I know you are running a lot. And uh, high fives to you from across the ocean. Oh, very na- international listener. International. Wow. We're, we've got a long reach, Bob. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. That's fine. <laughs> Very humble. Well, thank you, Ogre. The, re- the real name isn't Ogre, but I know them as Ogre. So, but we'll well, I mean, that's fair. That's it, fair. That's very fair. You know me as Sass. I don't know why I explained that. Like, that's I, such yeah. a weird concept on this <laughs> podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, right? Well, I had... Um, it's funny because I did... Uh, at the race that I did on Saturday, which uh, we're definitely going to go into, uh, somebody did come up to me and say, hey, you're Bucket Hat Bob, right? Aww. I was like, yes, I am. Now, granted, it's somebody who knows somebody else I know um, in the running community um, and had been alerted that I was going to be there. So it's not just like a random person just recognized <laughs> me, but it still was uh, still was pretty amusing. And I was wearing that 10 Junk Miles bucket hat. There is a picture of Bob on the 10 Junk Mile podcast that we were on, and you're in that bucket hat. Bob, I wasn't there when your daughter was born, but I'm going to say that you probably look happier in that photo than you than you did when she was born. I was less sleep deprived. Okay, there we go. So yeah, you were you're sharper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so since last time uh, we... I, I can't remember, actually, the last time we recorded this podcast. It feels like months. Is that right? I, I don't I know, know anymore. We, we recorded in April. Okay. I remember yeah. we did. Um, It just, it feels like eons ago. I think it's because the weather shifted so dramatically. So it just kind of feels like it's been months. Yeah. That so, could be. So how many, okay. So let's say April, April we podcasted. How many races have you been in since then? How many races has it been in since? Because you did one on Saturday, right? What was what was the length on that? It was a fifty k. Nice. Um, I think since the last time we podcasted, that that was the only race that I've run. Uh, I don't think because the race before that, I ran. Um, that wasn't the half marathon. I ran. Um. I ran 50k at a 24-hour race out in Seattle. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> That's totally fine. Let's let's focus on the one you can. Yeah. Tell me about the one you just ran. Where was it? Uh, so the race that I did uh, that I just ran was the Ice Age 50k. Now this is the Ice Age 50 is a 50 mile, 50k, and half marathon. Okay. Um, uh, so uh, in I I kind of signed up for this one on a whim. Um, I knew I I knew I needed a training run around this time. It was going to be a longer distance, and so I I signed up for that. And I was like, okay, that'll be that you know falls about the right time for it, and that'll be good. Now, when I signed up for it, I, I was not as I was not very familiar with the course. Um, in the terrain, uh, it be in not that it really matters that much, but going into the Badger, what you had to realize about the Badger is it's 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 almost completely flat. Okay, I was just gonna ask that. I can't remember if we've talked about what the Badger is gonna look like. It it's the Badger is an out, back, and out again. Okay, and it starts in Orangeville. Um, Illinois, and then it runs, uh, to Belleville, back to Orangeville, and then back to Belleville. Okay. In Wisconsin, and so, uh, and it is it's rail trail. It's almost completely flat. The only, the only part of it that's not flat is a detour. So part of the course 
um, is supposed to go through this thing called the Stewart Tunnel. Okay. And, uh, you know, that's where the train used to go. But um, they had uh, issue with, I think, falling rocks. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they had... Let's avoid that. They closed the tunnel. There's a, there's actually a plan in place to, to uh, remedy that situation, but it won't be done in time for this year's race. Mm. Hopefully next year. That'd be uh, terrible if somebody got taken out by that because it sounds like a death in like Oregon Trail, like, right? Falling rocks, dun dun dun. 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 <laughs> that would be a, and especially if you got taken out at like, so the tunnel is may it's like four miles from the finish line. Oh god. So um now which means you hit it you hit it three times, but if you if you hit if you got crushed by the rock on that third time through oh. you've just spent you know 24 hours running and you know now now the rock is coming for you i feel like we'd have to like ceremonially carry you across the finish line like as you're awake <laughs> like all your pallbearers just like raising you into the sky <laughs> oh god <laughs> like be like no he was too close we can't let this happen oh man um so so yeah i mean aside from the detour you know, which goes over a, a hill and it's a super pretty detour. Is this all in nature? Like, is it just mostly in the woods or is this a lot of prairie? Um, I mean, it's, it's like Wisconsin farmland. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and it's super pretty. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do really enjoy running up there. Uh, and even that detour is really nice because you get up to the top of the hill and you get this beautiful view of the surrounding countryside. So, um, you know, it, 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 that what everyone I've heard say is like, especially running a hundred because one of the problems with running a flat hundred is that you're kind of working the same muscle groups all the time versus a hilly hundred. You're, you know, you're, you're varying up your muscle groups as you're climbing and descending mm. and, you know, hopefully some flat too. So, you know, it can really um, uh, wear on you. Um, so after runs, like I've seen you do like mountain climbers and that kind of thing. Like, do you have a, do you have certain strengthening exercises you do after runs all the time? I usually don't do my strength work right after runs. Okay. Um, but I do have uh, a variety of different strength things to okay. do. Uh, I know I got to be better about it. Um, I think every runner will tell you the same thing, <laughs> but, um, the, the problem that I, uh, I run into is lazy glutes. Okay. So okay. this is, this is a thing that happens with people who sit all day for work, um, which is exactly what I do. Uh, so one of the things I've actually been looking at is, um, there's, there's somebody I follow on Strava who's part of the. Uh, Tenjuk Miles community, and uh, he has a walking pad. And what is a walking pad? A walking pad is a cheap ass treadmill. Okay, that you okay. can put under your desk. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen these. I've seen yeah. these. I know what you're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've been like fiddling with the idea of like getting a, a standing desk converter and one of these walking pads. That's nice. So that I can, I can not just keep standing but also well, use my glutes yeah i mean i have a sitting job too you sit so much that yeah. it, it's probably not it's not a bad idea actually yeah 
So I'm looking at that, and uh, that would be, you know, we'll see. And then, you know, buy it on Amazon, so if you don't like it, you can return it. There we go. Um, but anyway, so, um, so yeah, that, you know, that it's the, the Badger course, super-duper flat. The Ice Age 50K is not flat. Oh, oh no! <laughs> and I think I, I think I like I knew that when I signed up for it, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, I think it's around what I was seeing because you can't really trust any one person's Strava or what their what Garmin or Coros says, but. In aggregate, it looks like about thirty five hundred wor- feet worth of climbing over fifty k. Okay, um, which is, you know, that's pretty decent, and uh, it's, uh, it's a mix of like Nordic ski trail, mm-hmm. um, so you know, pretty wide, lots of space, and then a mix of single track. Okay, and okay. it's it you know, and and the single track is you know, much more, um, much more kind of uppy and downy and kind yeah. of turny all over the place. And are these stairs or are they, are they kind of just hilly? They're just hilly. Hilly. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but it's, it's still very, you know, it's, it's runnable for sure. Well, that's good. Um, and so I, I did, um, you know, I got up there, I got, and I got up there early. I so I knew that one of the things that the race wanted to very much implant on your brain is that there's not a ton of parking. So um you want to get up there as early as possible, carpool if you can. Um because they did have another lot for people, but it was like 2.8 miles up the road and they'd mm-hmm. have to shuttle you. So I had planned to get there plenty early, but then I woke up at, and this is, um, this is like, this, this race takes place, uh, like 20 miles north of Lake Geneva. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's only like an hour 45 from here. So I was like, okay, the race starts at eight fifteen. I don't need to stay up there the night before. I'll just drive mm-hmm. up in the morning. So I planned to get up at like four and then I woke up at two thirty. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm, and I'm like looking at the clock, and I'm like, I mean, I'm up. I might as well. <laughs> I think we've said before. I have never had a good night's sleep the night before a run, like ever, ever, ever. So if you're you, if you were already up, why not? Yeah, I. You know, what was funny though is because I actually I slept decently for what I did sleep. Mm-hmm. Just didn't sleep very long, but I did sleep pretty good the night before, which was um, key. Uh, so I get up there really early, um, which was nice because I got to see a few friends uh, start the 50-mile race. The 50-mile race started at 6 a.m. And so two big differences between the 50-mile race and the 50K, um, besides just the distance, is uh, one, the the 50-milers only do one loop of that Nordic trail Mm -hmm. whereas the 50k folks do two loops of it okay and the other thing so the 50 milers spend a lot more time on single track um and the other thing is 
the 50 milers have a really hard cutoff for um for that trail in the late spring uh and like last year it was like in the upper 80s Mm-hmm. It was not that bad this year. It was in like the mid six seventies, uh, which is still warm for a race, but um, you know it was very manageable. Um, so they had the fifty milers have a twelve hour cutoff, so that's a fourteen ten pace. Okay. The fifty k have a nine hour forty five minute cutoff, so that's like something like eighteen something minute pace. So. You you got a lot more wiggle room on the fifty k, and um, so but um, you know and which was nice because I didn't want I wanted to go out and even though I did race like it was nice not having that pressure knowing this is a training run, um, still, um, but. Uh, so it was, it was like this nice kind of mental state I had where it was like, this isn't my goal race. I am still going to race it. You take away a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, you just go race. And it, it, that was kind of cool. Um, first, so the first, uh, 13 miles is an out and back, um, that, so you, you go like a mile and a half up to the ice age trail and then out to you get to this point um the 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 turnaround for it is there's this like campground for people with their horses oh okay and so you you we were in you're in the campground and you look and it's just bizarre to see like people with horse trail like yeah and and not and it's like full it's like there's a bunch of them it was very interesting be real with me. Is there a horse in your garage right now? No. Blink twice if it's a yes. They don't have to know. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have to go uh, to Bob's garage for no reason right now. No okay? reason whatsoever. Nope. <laughs> uh, it was. I mean, it was. It was very interesting, and um, it, it, I, I, I saw more of that campground than I would have liked to, uh, purely because that was one of the spots with a bathroom. <laughs> and, uh, that there we go i was i had been holding it for like probably three miles at that point and i was like oh i gotta go and i didn't want to feel like you got like a jug of water in your bladder like when you're running and you've yeah. got to pee and you're like i have to do something about this immediately <laughs> yeah uh well if it was just pee i just uh, pulled over I see. but I see. I you see. know it, it was uh it was not i get it mm-hmm. okay. yeah and i lost seven minutes to that <laughs> curse you bowels um so that was really not you know that was fun and it's fun to run on you know uh what you could call like a more technical trail okay um and um everything that goes into that the so get up there get back um then i go on uh my first nordic loop Mm mm-hmm and um i end up uh i end up running into 
the guy who know, re, re, who was like, hey, Buckethead Bob, hey. out there on that loop, um, his name's Jerry, and we, we ran together for a couple miles, which, nice. was, which was pretty cool. Um, and that was really nice. Uh, I screwed up on that first Nordic loop. So the loop is about nine miles, mm-hmm. and there's, a, there's an aid station at the halfway point. Okay. I didn't eat nearly enough calories at that aid station um, and then didn't like proceed to eat walking away or right after there. And I only took water, no electrolyte Mm -hmm. because I had uh, the, the nutrition they use at that race is not my favorite. And um, I had, so I had like little packets of hydration on me uh, and I thought I had more than I did. Mm-hmm. And instead of making the smart decision and just taking the the electrolyte mix that they had, um, I just took water. Okay. Um, really dumb decision. Now, I didn't feel it until about... I, I knew I made that mistake. So when I got back to the start-finish area and I hit the aid station there, I was like, no. Give me the electrolyte stuff and stuff my face full of food and got going. Are aid stations positioned in a way that for you, you want to stop at every single one? Or are there some where you're like, I don't need this right now? So at Ice Age, there are tons of aid stations. Okay. Um, there there were a lot that I just ran through. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, like... If you can get one like every five to six, that's good. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, if when you when you start getting longer than that, that gets a little more challenging. Uh, and any more frequently is kind of like, okay. Because I would I would constantly be worried about like I know you need a certain amount of calories, but I would be worried about like getting sick, like yeah. all that like Josh, you know swishing around and something in my stomach i'd be i'd just puke yeah oh, and that happens at ultras people you know at all races really i mean yeah. you know <laughs> people if you puke i mean you just walk it out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a, it's it's really rare for you know something like a true medical emergency to happen out there that like you are in between aid stations and you can't get you know it's one of those things, like, you could have a heart attack, and if you have a heart attack, and it doesn't matter if you're, you know, uh, a quarter mile from the aid station or three miles from the aid station. Mm-hmm. It's your time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and and not to be flippant about it, but, you know, it's it, what's, what's interesting about ultra running is I, I, I know, I think a lot of people who aren't involved in it get really worried about, like, isn't it unsafe? And it's really not. I mean, it's, um, you're, you've got people who are in incredible shape, um, going out into the woods and they're not, it's not like a marathon. They're not running at their maximum capacity. Mm Um, you know, you look at like elite runners of, um, marathons and they are, they are riding that line for a little over two hours of what is just the maximum you can do once you, you know, and to a certain extent, like they could do that for 50 K too. It's just six more miles, but, um, you know, but there aren't a lot of road 
50 Ks. But once you kind of, once you jump into the ultra distances, you, you can't do that anymore. That's just it, you, the, the, um, the human body um, just can't hold that high of stress level. Um, I also imagine you just have a lot of people around you that are kind of prepped for any situation like via aid stations or just the people around you who are like, oh, okay, I think I know what's happening to this person. They are having heat stroke or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you know, if it, it, there are certainly, you know, assholes in the sport. Oh yeah. But, but yeah, you know, the vast majority of, people out on the trail um at any of these races if they came across someone in dire straits yeah i mean fuck the race like let's take care of them well and and this is a little different than a situation where like somebody i don't know they don't hike ever and they think i'm gonna go on a hike like with an ultra run you know there's people around you this has been planned ahead of time you really thought this through you know you're go you're following a path so if you don't show up somebody will eventually run into you (laughs) yeah exactly it's it is and even if you're a back of the packer, all of these races have sweepers mm-hmm. who who are going to run through the course and <laughs> at the end. And... If they didn't, I'm sorry, I just had this image in my head of like, I don't know, 50 years and uh, ahead of time. They're like, oh, they say you can still hear the ghosts of the ultra runners who didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're still looking for that aid station. Ghosts of Ultra Running. Ghosts of Ultra Running. <laughs> Sounds like a good band name. Ooh, that could be. Um, so where were we? Oh, I I I screwed up my nutrition plan. Um, and it was on. So I I ran for a while with Jerry, and then I kind of coming around. I didn't have. I really didn't have any goals for the race coming into it i just i just wanted to come out and have a really you know a good solid run and so when i got back around to the aid station and i looked at the time uh i realized that there was you know i had enough time like i had enough time left that i could still pr my 50k oh nice and so i was like okay let me let's go we're gonna do this and so i kind of took off um for my second nordic loop and it was like three miles into that loop Mm -hmm. where i crashed hard i ended up i ended up probably walking two or three miles um but what you know i like i knew like i know knew i made that nutrition mistake so like i i ate a bunch i i made sure i got enough electrolyte at that the 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 aid station at start finish so i hit that crash and then my body processed more and then after two or three miles it was like okay i can i can get back to running and it was the the climbs were sufficient that like they were they were like i'm walking all the hills i'm not trying to run any of these hills so when you feel that crash, like, do you do you get woozy? Do you just feel like you're like, I have no energy. I want to lie down, or like, what's it feel like? It's just, just complete lack of energy. Okay, okay. It's just, yeah, you know, it's like you the the idea of 
moving your legs faster than dragging them across the soil. Just because <laughs> oh, no. that was a weird thing. Cause it's like, it wasn't like, it didn't hurt. Yeah. It wasn't like my legs hurt. Like they do at the end of a marathon that you've been running super hard. It was just like, I just, I am drained mm-hmm. and I know that. And what I, what I think is really cool about it and kind of how I've come through, you know, I'm, kind of maturing with the sport along the way is like I recognize what was happening in real time. It wasn't a, like I came back, I talked to people and I was like, Oh, that's what I was like. You know, I knew, I mm-hmm. knew, I knew the mistake and knew what was happening to me. I had a, a, a good idea of how to fix it. Um, and so it's, it was kind of, it was like a really rewarding in that way of like, okay, I'm getting better at this. It's very cool that you're at a place where like with this sport, you know, your body so well and what it's doing that you, like you said, you immediately knew what had happened and you knew how to fix it. Yeah. So that, that, that was, um, that was a really cool aspect and a really great takeaway from it. And, um, what was really funny. So there's a, there's a point on the second uh, or on the Nordic loop where um, the you're still kind of going away from start finish, Mm -hmm. but the trail gets really close to the, the, the route coming back. Okay. To the point that there's like a spotter there who is like, look like you can almost high five the people going the (laughs) other way. Okay, okay, so he wants to make sure you're going the right way and you don't, like, collide? Well, no, he's just there observing. Okay, Because okay. it, it, it's reasonably well marked that, like, okay, the people going out need to go around this curve and the mm-hmm. people coming back are going this way. And I remember getting to him and hearing him say um, to a runner going back towards start finish, how f- the the runner asked him how, how far from here to the finish and he said i don't know a 10 minute walk uh, and okay. this was really exciting for me okay okay because i had i was i looked at my clock now my the only other 50k like fixed distance that i ran um was the earth day 50k last year and that was 722 okay when i hit that spot I think I had just tipped over seven hours. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I did the math in my head. There we go. There we go. So I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I don't, I'm, I don't think to get to where he is, mm-hmm. is going to take, you know, 12 minutes or whatever. And I'm feeling good enough to run. So if I can get to that spot mm-hmm. with you know, by seven fifteen, even yeah, I can still beat my PR. That's great, Bob. That's awesome. So I was like, okay, and I just took. Yeah, you know, I you just, get some motivation. I just went and uh, and I got a you know that <laughs> that ended up being a a lot bigger of a loop than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> but I ran almost all of it, so it ended up being um. You know, I got through, um, I got around 
pretty quickly. And it was funny because there was an aid station in that loop. And uh, I'm just running. Through. They're like, do you want anything? I'm like, no, I'm going. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Ah! <laughs> um, so, you know, I get in and I get up around that. Bit. And so when I get to that point where he was and I looked at my watch, it was like, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that reminds me. So the, the, the second time through the start finish area, um, they had, uh, speakers up and they were, you know, blasting Mm -hmm. music. They had bad romance going (laughs) and it was great. Cause like on your way to the start finish, like there's a series of Hills. And then the last one you kind of come up when you get to the top of it, then you can hear the start finish area. Okay. And you don't have, maybe it's 0.3 miles, maybe mm-hmm. to the start finish from there. Um, And I got to the top of that. I heard bad romance going and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, oh yeah. Song. And, and I heard somebody say, Oh God, this is not the kind of music I want to hear at a trail <laughs> race. Hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, How wait, dare wait, you? wait. <laughs> this is a jam. I will hear nothing. Nothing. Damn right, Bob. You got to throw it down. <laughs> Lady Gaga is a treasure. Exactly. She wore a meat suit. It was amazing. <laughs> it was confusing. It was all the emotions. And then she sang and it was great. <laughs> um, so I got, you know, I got back around and, and um, up to the top and, and, as soon as I heard that music, it was like, okay. What did um, your final time end up being? Uh, 7.17. Nice. All right. I, I'm, I'm hoping you're pretty proud of yourself. Oh, I'm very, very happy with that. Um, you know, I, I, my, my last, it was a tough race. It was, you know, just from elevation perspective, it was warm. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't hot, but it was warm. Um, I'm always shocked at how, and it was how much humid. I warm. Oh, humidity. No. I'm always shocked at how much like you warm up when you're running. Like the last couple of days have just been really beautiful. And I like will start out a little chilly thinking like, should I have worn another layer? Mm-hmm. But no, by the end of it, you were just dripping in sweat. Yeah. No, if it's, if it's above 50 degrees, just wear as little clothing as possible. <laughs> is, is basically the rule. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, and that's why it's like, it's, it's tricky, in, especially in shoulder season. Mm-hmm. Um, and for most, like for this winter was pretty mild. So a lot of the winter too, but of like, you get out there and you're freezing and then you're sweating your ass off like 10 minutes in and ugh, it's so annoying, but we, we don't have to almost. Worry. Winter's almost easier because you're like, I can kind of peel some of the layers off, but I do, I, you know, you're a little more worried about freezing to death. In the summer, if you are, are too layered up, you, I feel like I hate being too hot. Yeah. I mean, I think I've gotten um, a lot more used to the discomfort of being hot while running. Mm. Uh, it's still a huge challenge. And when I think about... Um, you know, I think about how, yeah, you know, I really would like to lose some more weight mm-hmm. and 
it's mostly coming from a position of well yes it just it, it takes more energy to move you know the extra you know still 50 pounds of fat that's on my body that um i don't need but more than just the energy it takes to move that extra weight uh it's insulating mm, okay so you know if heat doesn't shed from fat as well as it does from muscle so if you've got a not insignificant portion of your torso covered in fat <laughs> the all it does is it holds heat in and that that really messes with you um and that that gets to a point where it, with endurance distances where it's like i've got the i've got the legs I've got the cardio to do it. Um, I'm not dying from lack of physical fitness. I'm dying from heat. And um, there's a website called Fell Runner. Okay. Um, and it's this guy um, who he he was kind of bigger. Uh, and then he really got into running, dropped a ton of weight mm-hmm. and his, he's kind of like this, he's just this guy in the running world and he's a, he's a really great runner. Um, and he's done like a lot of the big race. He's done like the Badwater 135 a couple times. He's, he's very accomplished. Um, and he's got this website that is, um, a really, uh, great resource mm-hmm. to read um uh, for running information and he talks about specifically on there that you know it really it, it is about you know being able to shed heat mm-hmm. and if you can't shed heat that is always going to hold you back so um it, it, you know it's been, I've kind of just accepted that the weight I am right now is just what I'm going to be at badger mm-hmm. if I'm lucky you know if the stars align and I happen to drop a couple pounds. Great. But it's, uh, it's not going to be enough to make a difference. So I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it too much, but I, I know long-term if I do want to really improve is something I'm going to have to get figured out. Like if I want to run a sub 10 hour, 50 miler, um, it's going to make a, a lot of difference if I can uh, drop some weight. That runner you were talking about, did he talk at all about, like, is it mostly he thought nutrition is what helped him with this kind of dropping weight? Or was it just a combo? Because um, I feel I feel like at this point we have probably both heard, like, every possible nutrition plan or discussion yeah. or diet or that kind of thing. So I'm just interested in what he said. I can't remember exactly what he he what his was. I, I know he talks a bit about on his website about um keto. Okay, okay. But okay. I'm not sure if that's what he did or if that's just a just what he an likes. interesting point. Yeah. Um, okay. And, you know, I I don't think he he did not from what I remember about his website, it's not he didn't really offer like suggestions per se on how to lose weight. Okay. He just kind of noted like this, this is, this is important. And I know that's, that's a, 
that's kind of a big trigger for people in the running world. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I think especially um, in ultra running because you're you're dealing with, there are a, a lot of people in the ultra running world come into it broken. Okay. Okay. Um, whether they're uh, recovering alcoholics, um, addicts of other substances, mm-hmm. um, lots of emotional trauma, uh, disordered eating is a big, yeah, oh yeah, you know, component. So, uh, it, it's it's it, you know, I want to be clear that what I'm saying is you know, drop weight to an unhealthy level. Yeah, no, no, um, no, no, no. It it just if there is there is a healthy weight for people to get to and it you should do that in a healthy way um and it, if you're worried about your running performance you know that is something to look at not sure. every runner needs to drop weight there are you know there are people out there who um if you're getting to the point where you don't really have much fat to lose and you're really talking about just dropping weight because you're more concerned about losing pounds for because you'll be carrying you'll be using less energy to move you that's kind of the point where you're you it's very likely you probably don't need to lose weight um if you're more worried about the 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 thermal regulation i think that's a that's probably a better place to be at from at least the desire to lose weight but i think i feel like it's a dicey territory because i understand what you're saying and you are speaking as somebody who is you're an ultra runner you're doing this very specific thing that is taking a lot out of you physically Mm -hmm. so in your when when you are looking at all of the components you're going you know um you know having less weight on me could help me in this goal i have Whereas, um, like, okay, I'll use me as an example. I, I, if you look at me, you, you definitely could say like, yeah, she's got some weight to lose. I don't particularly care though. And it's taken me a long time to understand that because I still can, as far as my physical fitness goes, I'm still great, great with it. And I'm fine. And like, this is different for every person and what your ability is. So you, you're right. I, I, I'm basically agreeing with you, Bob. I'm saying like, it's, it's, it's. It's it kind of depends on the person and what your goals are and what you're doing. Like the yeah. the size of your body doesn't really uh, you know always equate to a health. But if you're doing something very specific, specific like Bob is, I could see being like, okay, this is another component that's going to help me with a time that's going to help me through the race. Yeah. And I, and I'll just you know state this as a is just kind of a bit of a disclaimer. We are not health professionals. Oh God, no! In any way, shape, or form. Bob, do you know how much pork I ate before we did this? His wife made us delicious. like a Korean barbecue. I just kept putting it in my face. Yeah, um, but you know, it it is it you know it it's your way and your health is really a conversation for you and your healthcare team, and um, you know, but. It is also a component of performance. So if it is something, you know, you can talk with the your people about it. Just because we say something doesn't mean I'm I'm never going to tell somebody I think they need to go lose weight. Oh no, what? No. <laughs> I mean, in general, like if you ever heard us say anything where you're like, 
That sounds weird. Like, you can, of course, take it with a grain of salt or go find yeah. other sources. Like, we are two people with microphones. I, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what we are. We have no, like, credentials between us. <laughs> well, I think that's that's kind of the hard thing because I think, you know, anytime somebody has a platform and they talk about weight loss, it, oh, yeah. it can be it can be taken the wrong way. And, it, and it's it's an understandably hard subject to talk about. Um, and it can be very, um, upsetting for people. Um, and so it's, it, it is, it is a, it is a component of running. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to just, it's also hard to just never talk about it. Yeah, no, I understand that. But, um, and this, if, we, oh, go sorry, go, go, go. Oh, I was just gonna say, if, if we said anything in that, that, uh, you know, uh, you think is uh, particularly wrong or offensive, you know, write and let us know. And we'd we love to address it. Well, cause uh, it's like, it's, it's so personal to every person too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can say that uh, after like, I like two years ago, I realized like, I think I've been on a diet since I was like 16 years old and I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. And I just kind of went like, you know what? I'm going to go completely weight neutral. Uh, I'm gonna, my doctor was like, look, uh, if, this is fine. Like I'm fine with this. And it's, I was a little nervous about it. Cause I'm like, I've never weighed as much as I do right now. And I've just kind of decided like, I don't care. I'm good. Yeah. It's really difficult though. Like it's really hard to be like, no, I'm really good with the weight I'm at because there's always that voice in the back of my head going like, but you should be losing weight. Um, but it's, it's yeah. complicated cause I, it, I do, personally like to be at a certain like i always say i want to be able to run like a comfortable 5k like that's my thing to me right. but that, that might not be another person's another person's might just be like yeah hey, Aaron, i like to go for a walk every day with my dog and i'm yeah. good with that so it's very personal to you is what i'm trying to say yeah for sure so if you have to write in angrily please address it to bob because i will cry <laughs> 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 i didn't mean to be mean <laughs> no yeah it, it, yeah we can move on from that because let's we'll, move on before we, we sit, man. We'll, this will be the we episode. Will, we will eventually say something that <laughs> that really Christ. does actually <laughs> tick someone off. Local podcasters brought forward. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what else to say about Ice Age? Um. I'm going to get a chance to run on that course again very soon. What are you doing again? Is it a, just another race? So, um. There is another race up there called the um, the Cattle 100. Okay. Uh, now, I'm not running that, the 100 race. My friend Paul is, though, and I'm mm. going to pace him um, in the later stages of the race. So uh, my plan is to run about 38 miles with him overnight. Nice. So now he's really fast. Oh, that's the other thing I did. I paced him at... He did a 50 miler. I paced him for 12 miles um, since our, our last recording, uh, which was uh, also very cool. And uh, so, yeah, that that's coming up in, okay. in June. So I'll be pacing him for that. Uh, and would, I'm glad I got the opportunity to go and run during the day there because <laughs> uh, that, that will be uh, – you know, uh, especially if he's still moving good, and I have no reason to think he won't. Um, you know, you will have to be. Um, I have to make sure I got my footing. Um, 
there's a one thing I wanted to dive into with Ice Age on the so after uh, after finishing. So you know, I I I I got done with the race and uh, the the finishing uh, awards uh, for the fifty here. Interesting, there they had a they gave me a keychain. Okay, it is a nice keychain. Love a keychain. And uh, they give me a, like a little wooden plaque. Okay, that's cute. Yeah, it, it's I like different. That. You know, not just the metal. Yeah, like, you can hang it on the wall. That's nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, so we got done, and you know, I went back to my car. First things first, I went straight to my. I, I got there early enough. I was able to park like real close, so I didn't have to. Um, I didn't have to, uh, like, get the shuttle bus or anything. So I went back to my car. I got my change of clothes immediately changed. And that that's just something I've learned is, like, just at the end of that, uh, long, especially a long run where you're completely soaked, you just got to get changed because you will freeze. doesn't matter what the temperature is. So You will be shocked at how much uh, sweat and water your body can produce. Oh, yeah. So what was interesting is right after that, um, I kind of just went to go find a spot to sit down because I had gotten like really nauseous. Okay. And this is another one of those things where um, if this had been my first 50K and that happened to me, I'd have probably been freaking the fuck out right? over why I'm so nauseous. Why do I want to go vomit? Do you think like, do you think like, oh my God, I'm dying? Like back in, back in the day, like if you had first done this, would you have been like something seriously wrong? I would have, I would have been a lot more freaked out about it. Okay. Than, than I was. I mean, I, I was, uh, I was not super thrilled, but I knew what was wrong. I knew I just needed food okay okay which is like the most counterintuitive thing when you're really nauseous <laughs> but to solve it you gotta shove food in your face do you ever feel like the human body should have come with a worksheet or like an instruction manual that tells you like i know you're nauseous but the way to make the nausea go away is to eat something see but here's the problem with that a worksheet like that would be created for most normal human beings. Fair enough. Um, not for uh, idiots who <laughs> go run 30 miles in the woods on a warm, uh... humid day. <laughs> Bobby Jeff, it really just occurred to me like how strange that probably is. Like I, I... <laughs> No, because like your your body is doing something that most people don't do, and you've done it enough now to to recognize what the patterns are. But like first time out, if if that had been me, I'd have been like, I'm dying. I've made a huge mistake. I'm uh, calling nine one one. You might stop at the medical tent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to alarm anybody, but I think this is my uh, my last words, and they're terrible, and I'm ashamed of them. <laughs> Someone hold my hand. <laughs> Please help. <me>. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I knew exactly what it was, and uh, it, was, it was just so annoying. But um, it, 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 it is kind of incredible, like, that you go through that. Um, it, it's just one of those things that you kind of learn along the way. So, you know, it, it kind of my target audience for this entire 
podcast is largely uh, people who are looking to run their first hundred. And, you know, ideally by the time you're going to run your first hundred, you have enough running experience that you've run into stuff like that before, but maybe you have it. Um, and it, it is like, that was just so in, in, I largely knew that less because I'd experienced it before, but because in listening to other podcasts and other people talk mm-hmm. about their, um, uh, their racing, uh, I've heard this over and over of you get really nauseous. You just need to eat something. So, um, I ran into a problem though. Okay. Cause I knew I needed to eat and there was a barbecue 50 feet that way. Okay. The problem was I was sitting on the ground. Oh, it's already over. <laughs> and, uh, the last thing I wanted to do was <laughs> get up and do anything (laughs) um and what was really kind of um what was kind of surprising and to a degree a little unsettling like you know i was sitting there and at first i was just like okay i'm annoyed that i'm nauseous i know i need to get up but then I got hit with like this incredibly strong wave of loneliness. Oh. And like, mind you, I'm sitting in this huge like picnic area. Like, there are countless people around me, and I just felt but you know no one i personally knew was there Mm -hmm. i didn't know if any of the people who i knew were there were gonna come by anytime soon i had no way of tracking them my cell phone was not working okay the the signal just i could not i could barely get a text message uh out like and so I, as far as I knew, I was just, I was just there by myself. And like, I just got into like this really dark place for probably 10 minutes. Okay. Um, I mean, to the point that I was like actually just sitting there crying. Okay. At the finish line. And, uh, and I, I just was like paralyzed and um, I finally had like decided um, I'm just going to like, and I, in my mind was like doing stupid stuff too. Like their barbecues literally right there. Dummy just go get food and in my head. I'm like, no, I'm just going to get in the car and go and I'll get like Burger King or something. Mm-hmm. It is, an idiotic idea. Um, and I it just, I was, it was the, it was so bizarre. Like this feeling of like, I'm here doing this all on my own. Nobody's here with me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this sucks and uh it, it was it was a really rough probably like i said probably 10 15 minutes um and then just as i like had kind of made this decision that hey i'm going to get up and just leave um my friend camille happens to get in after uh she had finished her 50 mile run and she happened to see me and came up and started talking to me and Aww. i was like I, that it meant the world to me that's great um and then we you know we ended up getting up and go we went we got um got food at the barbecue um and you know we sat and chatted for a while and she introduced me to one of her friends who was there um and then sure enough after i get some food in me <laughs> actually talked to some human beings like i felt a million times better uh it was just such a it was just such a like it was so crazy how powerful that moment was and like how just lost I felt in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people get emotional at the end of races all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, when I, it's more so than like at the big marathons, like I, like I got very emotional at the end of Chicago the first time I ran it because I was like, you know, I never thought I would do something like this. I never thought I could get to this point. And, um, and that was just a very cathartic feeling of actually doing it. Um, and the next year, like I got to the end of it and, you know, I was very happy that I finished. I didn't have that same emotion. There's something about, or similarly at Disney, um, although I wept like a, like you wouldn't believe running down Main Street USA. I think if I just saw Mickey, I'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. He's waving. Well, you know, it's interesting that I touch on Main Street USA because I think one of the thing, one of the, the reasons that I I get um emotional trail races is it's like there's a part of it with like the Chicago marathon where I mean and, and I experienced this when I lived in Boston and I would go out to the marathon every year and barbecue and eat cheer and it's just a good time. You know, it, it's it's a bigger cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Um and not to say they, they, they don't care about what's no, going on. But but like when the Boston Marathon's on, even I'm like in Chicago, I'm checking on it. Yeah. Like I'm I'm peeking in to see like did somebody win yet? You know, where's everybody? But then you look at like running down the crowd on Main Street USA and Disney at like five thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like these are people on vacation who are getting up. And granted, they probably got their family that are running, but they're here to to cheer the crowd. Yeah, in this um, this place of good memories, it's like that was very affecting. Um, and I get something similar to that 
you know, at trail races. And this was, this was particularly, um, affecting for me because you come around, like I told you, you get up to around the curve and you hear the start finish area and you start running and you kind of do kind of like this S and when you come around the S the line of people mm-hmm. on both sides of the trail up to the start finish that just everyone who comes through mm-hmm. they just get they explode for nice and there's this it's just this feeling of like they don't they don't know who i am this isn't like some big like cultural event they're just they're just here to support the runners yeah and um the people who are out here trying to do ridiculous shit and <laughs> it's it's it, it's one of those things that really um really brings like a, a lot of it it, it it that is the community mm-hmm. you know you know most like a lot of these people are also runners um mm-hmm. you know or they're the family of the runners and you, you know they're people who used to run um who can't anymore and they just want to they still just want to be part of this community and um and i think as much as like any other reason i do this it's for that community aspect of it and these you know this group of people who gets why we do this um i'm always really interested in the idea of like when you feel pride for strangers like i i i've kind of i've done this at like 5Ks or even, um, it wasn't you, but I went up to watch a friend run um, the Chicago Marathon and kind of wait for him to run by. Mm-hmm. And even before like that friend had shown up, like me and the people we were with, we were just losing our mind for everybody. Like we had a cowbell yeah. and we had signs. And because you, I don't know, there's just something very cool about it. Especially, I mean, I think for you and me, it's a little different because we actually do this. You in a different way than me, of course. But <laughs> but it's this very it's this thing where like you are aware of how hard this is, and you are like yeah. just deeply proud of these people, even if you don't know them for even attempting this. Yeah, and like you want you want them to know that you feel that pride for them. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of the that's one of the reasons why I so thoroughly enjoyed. Um, volunteering mm-hmm. at a race and so um and you know sitting there and getting these runners um you know instant mashed potatoes <laughs> and uh bacon that's been cooked in a, a crock pot um <laughs> you know it's like crockpot bacon crockpot bacon <laughs> uh and you know you're sitting there and you're just and you you give them encouragement, you push them, and then you know it, hopefully you get the, you see them at the finish line later, and you know there's there's there is something about identifying with them and and being proud of them, and and you know and I think that's a lot of it's reminding yourself that hey you can do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go out and do hard things and um and you know there's 
there's gonna every race has a winner. It's probably not gonna be you, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. There was um so I played roller derby for a while. There was this time where we had gotten invited to a tournament. We knew we were gonna get our asses kicked. Like we just knew we're <laughs> right. like the, the level of of talent at this tournament. We are there for the first time to kind of like you know sink our teeth into this, but we are going to get killed. Every time. Yes. So we're playing a game. Um, we're in the middle of it. They're called about. We're playing about and we know we're going to lose. There's like no question at this, but we decide we are going to try to win. We're trying to try to score this amount of points. Okay. Uh, to make, I will give you a very brief explanation for how this works to make the rest of the story work. Roller derby, how you score points. There's a person called the jammer. They are on skates. They pass blockers. Every blocker they pass is a point. That's all you need to know for this story to make sense. Okay. So uh, the girl who is jamming, we are looking at the scoreboard. We're like, we are down for like two points. We just need two more points. The clock is ticking and the clock's going down. We're like, we just, we just want to, we just want to hit the, the point thing that we said we would. She leaps. She jumps into the air, passes like four people, lands on her knees. The buzzer goes down. We get those points. We lose our minds. There is a photo of me looking like, you know, like, ah! Like that is the, that is the expression I have. And we are so excited. I think the other team is looking at us and going, they know they lost, right? Like, (laughs) did somebody tell them? But like, it's this thing where like, even if you're not winning, there is a certain amount of personal pride and trying to get to a goal that you yourself have set. Even if it is not, you know, we, we, again, we got our asses kicked as this tournament. It didn't matter. Like we knew what we were there for. And at the end of the day, I think we all went home happy. Yeah. I I think that, that, you know, I think that says a lot about like the importance of of goal setting mm-hmm. and and setting intermediary goals that that are attainable. You know, if you if you if I like if I set the goal um, that hey uh, I want next year I'm going to win the UTMB, mm-hmm. which is um, you probably don't know what the UTMB is. The UTMB is a Hundred mile race around Mont Blanc. Oh uh, wow! Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Do you camp out or do or do you just you try to run the whole thing in that in that? No, it's a one Ooh, one go. All right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a hell of a, uh, a race. It's beautiful, <laughs> and there is this Spaniard. His name is Killian Jornet. Okay. Um, and if he's running it, you have no chance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you know, just so you know, reasonable goals. If Killian's there, yeah, you, you know, sorry. <laughs> um, you ever want to see um some just absolutely crazy shit? Look this guy up. He he runs uphill faster than I can run downhill. <laughs> like it's it's stupid. Um, uh. But yeah, and, and you know, so if I set that goal, I'm going to perpetually be disappointed. But um, when you set reasonable goals that are that are stretches that, but that you can achieve, when you know, every time you achieve them is just such a is just such a good feeling, and it gives you the energy to set the next goal mm-hmm. and, the, and the work towards it, and um. Because there's a, you know, there's a reality in society that you, in any given thing, there, it's, it's nearly impossible to be the best at that thing. 
There's always that one person who like magically has it the first day, but I it's never ever been me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw that out there right now. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I think that's kind of a separate thing though, which is like everyone's going to be bad at stuff when they first start. Mm-hmm. Right. Like even if you're, even if you're gifted and even if you have beginner's luck and I mean, there's a whole science behind beginner's luck and mm-hmm. why, it, why it works out. Um, but uh, you're going to be bad at first. And, you know, but you, if you, you put in the work and you keep at it, you'll get better. And, you know, there are people in the world who are just genetically gifted, Yeah. you know, and, and you can't, that's one of those things. Like I will never be a championship runner because I'm short and I have short legs. <laughs> I, even if I got, even if I dropped all the weight and ran my ass off, I'm never going to beat like most people. And that's fine. Because Isn't it true that like Michael Phelps doesn't have whatever it is that makes lactic acid, and that's why he can swim? Part of the reason that he can swim so fast, along with all that intense training and yeah, probably diet and not you know just dedicating to swimming, like all the yeah. stuff he does. <laughs> yeah, like he, yeah, it's 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 one of those dumb, like he's just genetically gifted. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, but so it's you know finding finding joy in your accomplishments for what you're capable of doing is so powerful though. And it's, um, and especially like, I think one of the things that's so incredible about the journey that I've gone through and the journey that any hundred miler has gone through and, you know, hopefully people listening to this podcast are going through right now Mm -hmm. is, you know, that realization of the hard work and that one of the things that I've always been astounded by when I think about this is as I've, um, as I've increased my, my running volume and I've tried for longer distances and done, you know, progressively harder things, you know, it, it has, it is not lost on me how consumed I am by the sport Mm -hmm. and how much energy I put into training for it. I've basically given up video games completely. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't go out and do other things very often. Um, You know, I actively look for ways to um, expedite other like chores I have to do around the house just to give myself as much time as possible to train. And I think what's so interesting about that perspective is this, this is just what it takes to be good at something, you know, and if you're, you're good at your job, well, you do it eight hours a day, five days a week, minimum. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the dream. That work life balance. So like, yeah, like, you know, people, anyone who's competent gets good at their job because you're doing it constantly. And that if you're going to be good at, at running, if you're going to be good at piano, if you're going to be good at any skill, it's just that it takes a tremendous amount of time to mm. work at it. And, um, and that, that's kind of, that was kind of revelatory to me 
of being like, okay, like I understand why I can't get online and play uh, competitively in Call of Duty because <laughs> I am not playing near enough to do that or stuff like that. And and I think that's okay. Like there, I think there's there's groups of people out there who who really like to dabble in all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was like especially me in like my twenties. It was like oh I'll try anything. Yeah. Um, but now I'm kind of like at this place where it's like, I want to take this to its kind of logical conclusion and just see how, how good I can get at it, how far I can go. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a, a tremendous time commitment. And well, Bob, what I, what I really like about you and me on this podcast is that like, yeah, yes, this is. I consider this like your journey that I'm kind of along for the ride for and really enjoying. Mm-hmm. But what I really like is that we both do love running and right. we both do it in a very different way. Yes. So, and I like that you are just very honest about the about the time commitment that it takes for you to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And then I, I like to throw in that like, if you just want to do it like half hour every other day, it's also really enjoyable. That just has to be your goal. But I like that you're very honest about like, if this is what you want, if you get like bit by this bug and you want to ultra run, this is kind of what the time commitment looks like if yeah. you if you want to engage in these kinds of things. And I, I I agree. I really just like man getting older. One of the one of the most annoying things of realizing was just like, oh my god, if you want to be good at something, you just have to fucking do it. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah, right? Oh my god, that's it. Because I I am a person who is just smart enough to have been in a couple of honors classes through my life but not smart enough to be in all of them. And let me tell you, the broken dreams of many an honor student as they get older are everywhere because uh, sometimes if, if if something comes a little too easily for you the first time, you don't necessarily learn how to hang on onto things when you're hitting a rough patch, even yeah. though you might really enjoy this thing that you're doing. Yeah. So it's just, it's I like that you and me have a pretty good balance on this kind of very strange hobby, yeah. even that we do in a very different way. Yeah. Yeah, our approaches are completely different. <laughs> Very much so. Arguably, arguably, yours is much healthier. Than I, I mean, and yet yours is much more impressive. So, like, you're, I feel like we wouldn't be doing a podcast to discuss like, oh, Sass ran another five k today. So good for her. Like, <laughs> that's great. Well, that was a five minute podcast. Moving on. But there's 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 tons of good out of that too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and and and, and obviously. This the audience for this podcast is catered to an ultra running crowd, oh, yeah. specifically to people who want to run a hundred miles. But certainly, I hope that other people, you know, non distance runners, listen to this. And and you know, it's um one you don't have to you don't have to like j- jump into ultra running to to be considered a runner. You're not. If you run, you're a runner. When you started with just the, the Couch to 5K app, if I remember that right. Yeah. Like, that's how you kicked it all off. And then that, look at you now. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's that's all. Like, any like I anytime I see somebody out there running, it, you know, good job. Like, you're out here trying. Oh, yeah. You know, and whether you're... Whether you're straining mightily to run your first mile, whether it's purely recreational, which is in stress mm-hmm. relief in your case, it doesn't matter. You're out, you're being active, you're doing something. You know, the cliche is um, 
you're passing everybody on the couch. Well, yeah, and it's it's kind of what we were talking about earlier, like the pride for strangers thing. Like you yeah. feel pride for strangers doing this thing that you are are familiar with. Well, you know, that's the interesting thing because I know a lot of people struggle, you know, especially folks who are overweight who struggle with starting running because they're worried that people are going to see them and be like, "Oh my god, here's the this fatty who's trying to run. Look at how much he's struggling." And you know, the only people who think that are people sitting on park benches. The people who are actually out running along with those people are jazzed to see them out running. And anybody who would think that is uh, is an asshole. So yeah. you know what? Fuck that person. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and it, you know, if uh, I, I wanted to, I wanted to do this podcast to as a as a way to give back to the community to give to, you know, people who are looking to run their first hundred. And I mean, I appreciate certainly everyone who's listening, who has run plenty of hundreds. Uh, you know, I, the whole audience, thank you for listening, <laughs> but you know, I, I want, I, I hope people who are just curious about it do listen. Um, and, and know that, you know, we're, there's a lot of reasons why people decide to get in the ultra running. And I think probably in our next episode, we're probably going to talk a lot more about my why and how I got this far. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, just going out and running at all or biking or walking it's phenomenal how good just walking is for you oh yeah you know i um, still I, I still joke people ask me like should i get into running i'm like not really just walk <laughs> like just walking is is great for you <laughs> if, oh, you, if yeah. you're looking to to get some physical activity in your life <laughs> walking is great i it really is and um you know it's it if 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 running is you know outside of your capabilities right now or you just don't have interest in it just walk you know it's it's great absolutely great for you um but you know coming up um we probably should start <laughs> wrapping up oh, jesus wow yeah okay <laughs> um, i know this is a little long for for this podcast um some other podcasts, you know, uh, <laughs> this would be the first act. I uh, listen to all the other podcasts. <laughs> I only skip forward when you guys talk about wrestling. <laughs> uh, interesting. That's the one. Um, so, uh, what is it? Oh, so upcoming, um, just, uh, so I mentioned that, um, I'll be pacing my buddy Paul at Kettle Moraine, um, uh, I will be volunteering um, at the turnaround at Sugar Badger, which is not this weekend, but the next weekend. Uh, and then something I held on to um, in the last podcast, I didn't want to bring it up now um, because, or then because there was still some flux about travel. Um, but now it's it's pretty much squared away, and uh, we're we're making like firm plans <laughs> in our group chat um, in 
later in June, uh, I will be flying out to California. Oh, fancy. Okay. To pace uh, a, or crew my friend Kevin Jordan, who is running the Western States 100. Ooh, okay. Um, and, Good luck, buddy. And that race um, uh, for, for USAS, for anyone who doesn't know, um, is... One of the premier races okay. in ultra running. Um, a lot of people would have you say, think it's like the premier race. <laughs> it's like the Super Bowl, uh, and um, it, it's a it's a pretty uh, big deal that uh, he got in. Um, you know, it, there's a there's this whole lottery system. I'm not going to go into it here, but I'll I'll explain it to you at some point. Cool. Um, it's really hard to get into. Okay. okay. Um, and he happened to get in. And conveniently, um, I needed to be in California um, at the same time for something else. So uh, I'm going to go out there and do that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, there, I think there's going to be uh, a lot for us to talk about probably in our July episode. Nice. Of, uh, of you know, what kind of came out of that and juxtaposing that with like you know the crowd of western states versus what's it going to be a badger and what's at other trail races and and more about the community so um so some stuff to look forward to uh on this podcast um um and i i'd be remiss if we didn't um at least take a little bit uh, a few minutes here real quick to talk about um you've been doing lunch runs and- i have been and it's oh my god i miss them so much they're so nice <laughs> well they're they're it's the weather in chicago has finally cleared up so that it is not freezing and we have not entered oh my god it's so hot my skin is peeling off territory yet um so what i'll do is that when i work from home i'll take lunch like super early right and then i'm i just i go out i run for like Half an hour, 45 minutes, which can be anywhere between like 2.5 for me and three miles, which is a nice little, a nice little run. I come home, I stretch, I try to do like ab exercises because I'm trying to get, it's, my core is so weak, it's a little embarrassing. So I'm throwing that back in there. But like, I forgot like how, um, just how relaxing they are and how like chill they make me feel for the rest of the day and accomplished. And I, I, oh, I missed them so much. I love them. (laughs) That's awesome. So it's been very cool. Nice. Very nice. I will say the the one I texted you about this because why not say it on the podcast? Um, a bug flew into my mouth and like <laughs> collided with the back of my throat. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I just turned and hurled every anything I'd eaten that morning. It all came up. And I was oh, no. trying to like aim away from the trail. And I was like, I'm so sorry, neighbors. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it was terrible. And I texted you this and you were like, so positive side though, you killed a really annoying bug, and, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Yeah, positive side. Positive side. <laughs> so lunch runs are great, except for the occasional uh, throwing up. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear you're running. I mean, you, you had a you had a bit of a tough stretch there. I had a tough stretch. I felt like I, I just for some reason kept getting injured. I couldn't figure it out. I think I finally got a balance going now, and I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> Now it was new shoes that fixed it, right? Yo, definitely. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no yeah. weird physical therapy or doctors. No, They'll no. just tell you to stop running. So it was just going to Dick Pond. Just, buying new just shoes. shoes. Just shoes. Just shoes. Nothing but come to. It's about that time for me to get new shoes. So I'm very excited. I've um. So I, 
you know, I went out, uh, I skipped my run on Tuesday cause I was still pretty beat up from the race. Um, and then Wednesday, yesterday I went out to run and I was like, I'm going to, no, it was okay. So Sunday night okay. after the day after my 50 K I went out for a run and I was like, I'm taking out my, my most cush shoes that I have, Ooh. which are the uh, Bondies. Okay. Um, there's only one problem. I've got about 450 miles on them. They are not very cush anymore. <laughs> uh, they just like flat pancakes at uh, this point? They're, I mean, they're Bondies, so they're like still the size of the moon. But um, <laughs> I said, okay. After that run, I was like, I need to get a new pair of like just super cush shoes for these mm-hmm. specific scenarios. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to go back to the Bondi. Mm. Um, Saucony has a really cushy shoe called the triumph. Okay. Which I might give a try. Okay. So we'll see. I've been hearing positive things about the Nike Pegasus. I, I have not tried them on yet. Mm-hmm. I just heard good things. Okay. And I kind of was like, I'm never going back to Nike. So we'll see if this uh this shoe with this shoe with this like sweet ass name gets I me mean, back. I mean, you could always go try them on. You're not you're not actually committed to buy them when you try them on. No, 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 no. So <laughs> let's give it a shot. <laughs> it's just, just, just. I just want. I listen. I just want to try. <laughs> I just want to try them. Don't look at me while I try them on, though. Okay. Like, Can you bring I, me the ugliest color? The ugliest. It's a so I'm not swayed by like. Oh my god, that color sequence is gorgeous. <laughs> I I, tell you, I I was the greatest thing in the world when I realized that, or you know, I really don't need wide shoes. I just needed to go up a size <laughs> because now I can get like all the great colors. Oh, the the day that somebody was like, but what if running shoes came uh, in like different colors was the day of my downfall. <laughs> I know. I know. I, the, um, I'll, I actually just pulled a new pair out of my stock. Of <laughs> shoes. So- you just have like a closet full of shoes. You can tell me, Bob, it's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, there's only one pair in the closet of shoes okay. that's left okay. unopened. Hey, I got a really good price on that. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. <laughs> you can stop whenever you want. I don't. I don't need running shoes. <laughs> running shoes need me. Exactly. You're you're helping the economy. It's true. I mean, you've you've heard we're in a recession or a downturn yeah. or or something. I don't really know, uh, but you know, it needs help. Bull market, so, bear market. One of those is bad. Which one? <laughs> unsure. <laughs> Which one are we in? <laughs> I don't say? know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you all for uh, tuning in and um, listening. We'll uh, be back in uh, about a month and um, have a wonderful rest of your day. And see you then. Goodbye.